This is Time Out with You Stadium. This podcast is for you, sports superfans, for you, sports debaters, and yes, you, the sports opinionators or hot takers. We take your calls live on air and answer questions directly from the U Stadium app. Get it at ustadium.com. Join in on the conversation with Brianna, Nick, and Frankie. Time out with U Stadium starts now. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to Time Out with You Stadium with Brianna, Nick, and Frankie. We had last week off. We're back today. We have a lot to talk about in the football world before we get to everything throughout sports. Get some playoff updates for you in hockey and basketball. Check in on the MLB. But before we get started, as always, make sure you guys like the stream, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Um, And yeah, so let's go. Big topic of conversation, Julio Jones is on the move. I don't know if anybody missed this whole Shannon Sharp incident where he called him on the <laughs> phone while he was on air. Um, not sure if Julio knew that he was on air. I hope he did or else there's some uh, legal issues coming. But he said he's out of Atlanta. He's gone. He No two ways about it. He is out of there. So we decided to pick what we think would be probably the best fit. For Julio because it doesn't seem like Atlanta's an option anymore. He's going to get traded. Um, Diana Rossini said as early as next week. Now we know the June 1st thing when it comes to his cap hit and what dead money the Falcons would eat. So June 1st is right around the corner. So next week doesn't seem too far off, but we chose three teams. Um, one for me, one for Nick, one for Frankie, and we're going to get started. So Nick, do you want to start us off? Where do you think yeah, he's going to end sure. up? Sure. Um, you saw what Rossini said where the the Falcons have an offer of a future first-round pick. Didn't say from who and could be moved as soon as next week, as, as you mentioned. I'm going with the Packers for multiple reasons. One, they got to make their diva quarterback happy. This guy has been crying, it feels like, since you know 2012 at this point. Uh, he seems to be complaining about Green Bay every other offseason. They haven't gotten him any weapons. They're not supporting him. You know, He just wants to be loved. Now he's taking pictures with his – fiance in Hawaii and some other people and he looks what's wrong with that regardless I mean I'd rather be taking pictures like Tom Brady's back on the the practice field (laughs) and he's got seven rings this guy's got one he's been to one Super Bowl and everybody wants to call him the best ever Uh, a little overrated his entire career in my opinion so let's get him one of the best receivers of our generation and Julio Jones here I say you trade Valdez Scantling cheap, affordable, talented receiver. He can go in and help Atlanta out and make a few plays. Obviously wouldn't have much of a role in Green Bay. Uh, 2022 third-round pick and a 2023 second-round pick. They're going to be getting a fourth-round compensatory pick this year for losing Corey Lindsley. They're going to get a sixth-round compensatory pick for losing Jamal Williams. So that third-rounder this year won't hurt that much. Uh, I know Green Bay loves their picks. They like to pick, you know, cornerbacks that have third round grades and backup quarterbacks in the first round. So they get to keep that first round pick this year, uh, get to keep that second round pick, move the three, bring in a guy like Julio for the next two, three years. So, you know, make Devontae Adams happy, who's also maybe thinking his career in uh, Green Bay might be running uh, running up to a 10. So the, the cap is going to be an issue. They're going to have to be able to fit that 15 mil this year and for the next two years. But as we all have seen what, what the Giants have done with you know the, the Raiders in the past, what they've done with the cap, it's a flexible cap. You can maneuver it, and you know they hire guys you know, specifically for, for that reason to kind of maneuver the cap. They'll be able to figure out a way to restructure a few guys here, cut a few guys here, make it work. You have a two-year window here with Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers to Julio and Devontae Adams could be the best quarterback to wide receiver duo of all time. What's the Packers cap situation? Are they able they to only bring have on about six? They only have about six million right now, uh, give or take. So it's going to take them, you know, moving Valdez Scantlin, which you'd shave off about, I think, two and a half or three million. Um, yeah. You'd probably have to, you know, maybe you do a new deal for Julio. You tell him you're going to rip it up, you know, give him a legit three year, fully guaranteed deal to get that number down for this year. He wants to go to a winner, obviously. Uh, I'm sure Atlanta would like to move him out of the conference, but. 
you know, they're not going to compete this year. He's, they really have no leverage at this point. So it just makes so much sense for the Packers to end this Rogers nonsense that's going on, show them that they, they support him and love him and give him a big warm hug and get him back into camp and, you know, have this two year window for them. Yeah, that'd be ridiculous, honestly. If you had Julio Jones and Devontae Adams, maybe the two best receivers in football right now on the same team, that'd be that'd be cray cray. Um, by the way, speaking of cray cray, if you were at MSG last night, oh, shout we'll out. Get, we'll get on New, this. Don't go, worry. New York, go New York, go go. We went buck wild at MSG. I was at Stout watching the game. I felt like I was at the game. If you were the OG at Stout, party, yeah, the one we had our first draft party. Yeah, did you watch downstairs? No, no, they wouldn't let me downstairs. I'm not allowed yeah, after anymore. last time, and I'm blaming. <laughs> um, but no, MSG was wild. Like if you haven't seen video footage of it, it was insane. I- I'm not even I kidding. Saw not- du- I saw that dude spit on Trey Young. Yeah, well, Nick fans are out of their damn minds right now. Yeah, we'll it's we'll like- touch on that. <laughs> it's like act like you've been there before. We haven't. Yeah. So we haven't. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't. Um, I don't need to claim another bad team. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's always the teams that have uh, that have struggled in the past that have like a history of struggling that are the ones that their fans are the craziest. You know, oh, Mets, yeah. Jets, uh, you know, Knicks. It's like Eagles. the more you struggle, the crazier you are. Yeah. Eagles. Um, but yeah, just getting into the Julio topic. I am. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. I think. AJ Brown's been uh, been vouching for Julio. He's been coming out with TikTok videos and tweeting at Julio. Oh, so he wants, that video. yeah, <laughs> it really was. Um, kind of weird, strange in a, a way, bit. but because you, I've never really seen that before. Like, you ever see a receiver, a number one wide receiver, uh, campaigning for another number one wide receiver to come in? So it's a little interesting there. But um, yeah, I'm going with the Titans. I think it's a great fit. You talk about Derrick Henry. Uh, Julio Jones and AJ Brown on the same offense. I mean, that's like freak 101 right there. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be able to stop those guys. So, I think Tannehill could be good for Julio too because he likes to chuck the ball all over the field. I think Julio would have, uh, would, would, would benefit a little bit from playing with Tannehill versus a Matt Ryan who's a little bit more conservative. Tannehill's a little bit more of a gunslinger kind of style. Uh, so I just think the Titans would be great. It's not a big market either. I don't think Julio wants to go to a place where he has media people asking him questions every after every game for hours. I think Tennessee just makes a ton of sense, and uh, and they want him, and 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 they're they're a solid contender. They have money too; they have cap space, so I just think it makes sense all around. And the thing is with Tannehill is Julio has said part of the reason why he wants out is because he thinks Matt Ryan has lost his touch. I mean, I don't think Ryan Tannehill is a top quarterback by any means, but the kid has an arm. So all you got to do is check it up and Julio can make it happen. So I don't think that's an awful, an awful idea. Plus, like you said, the offensive weapons that they already have add one more. And like, you're looking at a legit, a legit shot. Mm -hmm. Um, Mine, I think is the most, uh, I don't necessarily want to say improbable, um, but I think it's a little bit. Yeah. I think it's more of a long shot than yours. Um, but I, I wasn't going to say the Patriots because same thing. If you, you know, <laughs> why is he going to go to Cam Newton? If he thinks Matt Ryan has lost his touch. Um, although that would be great, but whatever. I think the 49ers, if they're really all in on this one last shot with Jimmy, and then you, you know, you bring Trey Lance and he, you, he's the guy you groom him this year under Jimmy, but you give Jimmy one last shot. Um, I think that could, that could work well. They already have Brandon Ayuk who, proved last year that he has the potential to be a really strong receiver. Um, The only thing that poses an issue with this idea is the Niners would kind of have to manipulate the cap. And I know Nick, you said the cap is easily, you know, maneuverable and whatever, but Julio's contract for this year is what? Like 15 million. Mm -hmm. His payout would be 15 million. So they would have to do some work there. Um, I actually did a little bit of research on this just because I didn't want to talk out of my, you know what, um, Somebody's on, I think it was like the the fan-sided Niners website or something. Somebody posed the idea of shedding Jimmy to take on Julio. And to that, I say, I say that. well, that's a little ass backwards. Because um, I, I don't know if, if Trey Lance is ready. I think that's the whole point is why they took Trey Lance. Because he's not ready. You give him a year and he could be. Um, but I think Julio in that offense would be good. And like somebody said, back with Shanahan, who was there with him for quite a while in Atlanta 
knows how he plays, knows what his strengths and weaknesses are, knows what he needs to do at the quarterback position in order to highlight Julio's strengths. Um, like I said, I think it might be a long shot. They don't really have, you know, like this comment says, they traded the farm for that move up in this draft. Mm -hmm. um, so if the report is true that the Niners really are looking for a first round pick, um, then I think that would take the 49ers out of it. But if it's a second and lower, why not at this point? Yeah. I'm mean, your guys' it, heads. Where's he going? Raiders. Gosh, I have a Patriots. I just think Bill, it's been like such a long time coming with this storyline with Bill. I think he's going to pull the trigger. It's going to be too late, um, but he's going to do it. And it's not going to go as planned. <laughs> I actually a hundred percent agree with what Bree just said. <laughs> really? I just think the Pats will come out and give up, you know, a first, a second and a fourth or something. I think they'll, they'll, they'll put a package together. I just, yeah. What I heard was that they're not as interested as people are saying on the, on the surface. Um, and that the Raiders are definitely one of the teams who are wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me if they were the one who offered that future first round pick, not 2022, probably the 2023 pick, but um, I think it just makes so much sense. It's such a Raiders move to make. Um, and yeah, they, really they're, they're one of the teams. You've been saying so, this for a while. I don't know. So. Yeah. It just seems like it. And shout out to Lyle, the egg on Twitter for those uh, Julio swaps. Those were really, really good and saved us some time to have to Henry to go do some swaps for us. So I wanted to shout him out for those. want to give credit. What's his, use, what's his username? Lyle, the egg. That's his actual <laughs> yeah. handle. Yeah. I like that. That's and a cool handle. And he does handle. some really good swaps. I think he's a Jets fan because I've seen a, a few Jets swaps. But, um, you know, those guys do, like, swaps of all the new guys going to places and stuff. So it's always cool to follow. But, um, I mean, probably by next week when we do the show, Julio will be on a new team. So we'll get to kind of dissect that and kind of talk about where he lands. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of good swaps with him. I think uh, I've seen a Patriots one where they whoever made it used – the 49ers throwback numbers, like the block numbers with the bat, the black. And it's, mm. just, it's awful. So Nick, why aren't the jets uh, rumored in this at all? I know people, I know Craig's commentating now in, in, in the chat, shout outs to shout outs to the chats peeps, but why aren't the jets uh, in contention for Julio? I mean, we need a wide, we need a wide receiver, don't we? I yeah. Mean, wouldn't, I mean, uh, wouldn't that help well, out Zach Wilson? Sure. But you know, they, they've, they have, they are about five deep at receiver of guys who can play. Um, brought on and invested a lot in Corey Davis, second-round pick in Mims, second-round pick in Elijah Moore, uh, Jamison Crowder, who, you know, you can say if you do bring in Julio, you can cut Crowder and save, you know, really you'd only be netting about $5 million extra in cap because you would save 10 from Crowder. But um, I think they just have they're, – they're on a different plan than Julio is. You yeah. know, Julio wants to win now. The Jets want to really build this through the draft. The Jets have a two ones and two twos, two fours next year. Like they're loaded with picks. They're going to have about seventy-five million in cap next year. They have twenty-five right now. They can easily, they can definitely get it done. It's kind of the same thing with Watson when we talked about it, right? It's like they have yeah. the ammo, they have the money, they have the need, um, but they're just on a different like pa uh, plan right now. They're they're focusing on like the next five years where Julio is really trying to win this year and next year. So. He's going to want to go to a team. I mean, it just lines up so perfectly with the Packers. They just they just don't make moves like that. And probably why Rodgers is so pissed and he wants out because they don't. Um, but another team like the Colts, to me, is a team like get aggressive for once. I know they, they went and they got the quarterback in Wentz, but, I mean, that's that was more of like a low risk, you know, a low kind of like, you know, if, if he doesn't work out, you, you got a young quarterback for only a second-round pick, whatever. But this is a move. It's like the Colts can put themselves on the map with a move like this, and they have the money, yeah. they have the picks to do it too. So I don't know. I just I'd like there to is, see a team get aggressive, other than the Raiders, just to go and do it because of the Raiders. Yeah, there is something else here that I don't see people talking about um, much. It's Julio's willingness to play. I almost feel like the guy doesn't want to play football anymore. I have a weird feeling. He just yeah. I don't know. Is he going to give you that much value, Julio? Right now, <clears throat> he's always hurt. I don't know. He's always hurt. He's getting old. Mm -hmm. He's been around the block. He he almost won a Super Bowl and didn't. I mean, I just think he's almost demoralized with this whole Sorry. situation, too. Yeah. Yeah, he could be. I mean, it could be. He could just be like, yeah, he might just need a new, you know, it might be a resurgence if he goes to a different team. You know, he might just be fed up in Atlanta. Like, yeah, the same thing. They yeah. put up all these points and always find a way to lose. He's probably demoralized there. If he goes to a team and he starts, even if he has to take a step back where he's not getting – 
the you know the lion's share of all the targets, even if he is like a number two somewhere, he probably won't be. But you know, let's say he's not getting the majority of the targets, but they're winning. You might see like a, a refreshed Julio Jones, and maybe he stays healthier too. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. A change of scenery does wonders. You may not think mm-hmm. that, but it's true. All right, moving on. Apparently, this was a hot topic on the app today. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of dive into it. Do you guys, would you rather start, let's call it, I don't know if this is the right word because of these teams are, you know, they've been, I guess, historically have been meh. But would you rather start a dynasty, a build a franchise around Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, or Lamar Jackson? I know, I know right off the bat, and I'm. if there's any Patriots fans watching, you're probably going to smack me in the face for this. But I know who I'm picking. Um, so, Nick, you started first last time. So, Frankie, let's go to you. This is the easiest question of the day, of the week. I want to get producer Splash in here, Mr. Uh, who runs the Lamar Jackson fan club. Splash, I'm adding you to the stream. Splash, how about, the, how about sure these he has apples? His pants on. One... Yeah. One and the only right answer in this discussion is Josh Allen. Yeah. Out of those three, it's Josh Allen, especially considering where the game is, where it's going. It's Josh Allen. Clearly number one in that group. Second is Justin Herbert. His second. Third is your boy Lamar Jackson. And you know I've defended Lamar Jackson in the past. I'm not here to rip on Lamar. But out of those three, Lamar's third. It's just, it is what it is. Sorry, brother. The cool hat splash. Oh, thank you. Oh, you, for you. <laughs> are you in U- Are you in Utah? No, I'm I'm home in Atlanta. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when you walk outside in Atlanta and you're wearing all that Utah stuff, do people think you're from Utah? Uh, I don't think I talked to anyone today. Like I. <laughs> just, I I just did like normal, normal 20 year old. I went to Target. No one talked to me at Target. Cause probably because you're wearing the Utah stuff. <laughs> valid point. I do have an opinion now. So. All right. So you blend oh, that. That's pretty cool. mm-hmm. All right. All right so... Splash, you have to defend your boy. Okay. So I will <clears throat> say I understand the people that have an, a love relationship with Josh Allen. I liked him too. I really liked him as a prospect. I didn't think Baltimore was going to draft a quarterback in 2018, but I really did like Josh Allen as a prospect. And I have, you go look at my Madden 19, whatever, whatever <laughs> the year before Madden was, I had a franchise mode that I created over Christmas with the New York Jets. They drafted Josh Allen and I won a Super Bowl with the New York Jets. And Josh Allen. Well, that's how you know it was fake. (laughs) Exactly. So I love me some Josh Allen. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm defending Lamar Jackson, look at the three guys. One, Herbert has one year of doing anything in the NFL. One year. Josh Allen was horrific as a rookie, horrific in 2019, awesome in 2020. He has one good year. Lamar Jackson was horrific as a rookie, awesome as a second-year guy. And his step back, his downfall – was better than most quarterbacks in the league. He had a 99.7 passer rating, something like that, had 30-plus total touchdowns, had over almost 4,000 total yards, missed a game as well. So Lamar does have two years of good play. Josh Allen has just won, and Justin Herbert has just won. And I made a post about this on the app recently that a lot of what Herbert did really well, think, think 2017 Carson Wentz. Third downs, awesome. Under pressure, awesome. In highly volatile stats, awesome. Herbert, everything he does well is kind of volatile. Deep balls, not every deep ball is going to hit. Third and 12, we look at Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs who are unbelievable at that, and that's what makes Mahomes so special, and that's what makes Rodgers so special. Mahomes and Rodgers are the guys that convert on these volatile things all the time. And unless Herbert is Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to take a step back, but no one's going to care because he's not Lamar. I can see that too. So as much as I love Herbert and as much as I love Allen, if there is any regression from their awesome season, they're taking a step below Lamar Jackson. Like I would, I think Herbert. Out of those three, you're taking Lamar Jackson. No, I I, I have Josh Allen higher, but I'm in the devil's advocate picking Lamar Jackson. You saw the peak of Lamar and then you saw him take a step back. And now you're going to see him creep back up towards that peak because you had that step back. And now 
it's like Mahomes. So 2018 Mahomes is unbelievable. 2019 Mahomes, not quite as good. You look at the stats, not quite as good. But he's probably a better quarterback. But you're not going to, oh, he didn't throw 50 touchdowns in 2019. Who cares? They won the Super Bowl. So he's getting better and better. And he's going to creep back up towards that 50 touchdown, 5,000-yard passing season. With Allen, you don't know where he's going to fall to, unless you assume he's going to improve, which he had an awesome season. I would be shocked if he sucks this year. But I think there is some room for regression. There is some room for Stefan Diggs to not be the best receiver in football. There is some room in L.A. for one deep pass here to not hit to Jalen Guyton or Hunter Henry, friend of the show. Oh, he's not there anymore. What are the Chargers going to do? Throw it to their random fourth-round pick, Trey McKitty? I don't think so. Maybe he's the third-round pick, whatever. I think I expect Lamar to have a better season. I think Allen and Herbert will take a slight step back. I'm not saying they're not going to be great. I think – Two of them are going to be pro, uh, depending on what Watson, what happens to Watson. The Pro Bowlers in the AFC should be Mahomes, and then two of the three guys we're talking about right now. I think it was well. I think it was well said. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the Herbert, the Herbert love here because I think he, we're taking <clears throat> these three quarterbacks out of their current situations, and you're picking them out of a vacuum to start your own team with. And when I look at these guys, you know Herbert and Allen have the similar builds. They're big. They can take a hit. They they can move around. Allen will take a lot more hits because he's going to run a lot more. And the same – then you have a guy who's totally different in uh, Lamar who is going to run and run and run again. Um, and you don't want him taking – you don't want to take hits if you're Herbert or Allen too, but Lamar you definitely don't want to take as many hits. And um, I think and splash to your uh, Josh Allen to the Jets Super Bowl dream is – uh, if he would have been drafted to the Jets and they went through the coaching staffs that they went to, he would probably would have been out of the league, not even traded, because he probably would have been worse than the Sam Darnold was, just because he was so raw. And you know the sure Bills did a great that. job. I think so because I think the Bills did a great job of supporting him, surrounding him, tailoring that offense around what he does. The Jets did none of that. Um, and and Lamar too. The, the Ravens did a great job of. You know, running their offense through him and what he does best. You know, Greg Roman, hate him or love him. You know, I'm not a huge, huge fan, but he did a good job of making that offense work around Lamar Jackson and, and not having Lamar do something that he's not comfortable with. Uh, but I think Lamar is limited as a passer, so that's why he's third on my list. Josh Allen, I'm not the biggest fan of. I know a lot of, you, you know, it seems like you guys all are huge fans. I think he's very prone to a, bit, a big turnover. I think he's still an inaccurate passer. Yes, he improved greatly from year one, two, to three. Um, again, what Splash said, Diggs was like the best receiver in football last year. They they you know they protected solidly. They don't have a great line, but they protected solidly. I think uh, their offensive coordinator, Brian Dayball, is great. He stayed another year, so that's huge for his development. I think McDermott is a great coach. I think you know having fans back, more a little more pressure on Josh Allen. I think it, I think you're going to see a step back from him. For me, with Herbert. He came in and lit the league on fire. One of only four quarterbacks to throw for 4,000 yards, 31 touchdowns, broke the record for a rookie, uh, rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, whatever. Um, I think a guy like Herbert is built, you know, to, to take, not only take hits, he's not that, you know, you're not worried about injuries with him as much. Obviously he could get hurt. Anybody can get hurt, but he's big. He can move. He can throw the ball down the field. He's got that like, the intangible, in my opinion, I think Lamar lacks that a little bit. Um, but I think Allen has somewhat has that. But to me, I think Herbert is the least turnover prone. I think if you put him as, you know, a blank slate and just say, I'm picking one quarterback, I'm going to take a guy in Herbert who bursted onto the scene, like by far was better than these two guys were in their first year. And I think they improved, you know, if we now, if we take a step back and talk about the teams that they're currently on, I think you got rid of one of the worst coaches in football on Anthony Lynn. Their offensive coordinator was terrible. The staff was terrible. They were just a mess and just found ways to lose. And, you know, the reason why they hung around was because of Herbert. Now you get a guy in Brandon Staley, you know, you, you hope that he's a better head coach than Anthony Lynn. It won't be too hard to do that. Um, <laughs> so I think they're building a better team. The offensive line is better. They drafted Rayshon Slater. Um, they're going to be healthier. Obviously they'll get, uh, the running back Eckler is going to be healthy. Hopefully this year he missed a bunch of games. So I think he did all that with not a great running game, not many weapons out of the backfield to kind of dump that easy pass off to. So I think Herbert to me is just like a superstar in the making. So I, I'm taking him. 
So I'm going to, I'm going to combine both of your answers and, and I have Josh, Jackson. <laughs> I have Josh Allen at one a, and there's stipulations to this. Josh Allen is one a Justin Herbert is one B. And the only reason why I have Justin Herbert at one B is because we have one year worth of a sample size and his one year was great. Like for a rookie quarterback, it was fantastic. And I think his mechanics are about as good mm -hmm. as it can get clean. Um, and Josh Allen, I mean, he had a great year. I still think he's an average quarterback. Um, that may be my Patriots bias shining through, but I, the first two years, especially his first year, I, I thought the bills were, you know, in for another couple decades worth of misery. Um, in comparison to what, like I said, we saw Justin Herbert do last year. If Herbert has a year, I won't say the same, but similar to the production he put out last year, he may, like Splash said, if he regresses a little bit, I still think he's going to be better than Allen. Um, I really hope the coaching change helps him because I feel like Anthony Lynn, like you said, great guy, seems like an awesome dude, not the best head coach, better coordinator than head coach. Herbert wouldn't um, even have played if Anthony Lynn got his wish and, and Tyrod didn't get hurt. It wasn't yeah. a good play. I mean, it tells so, you enough there. I, I just think... I need one more year worth of watching Herbert before I make a definitive decision to say like, he's the guy I want to build around. But Josh Allen has like one interception to change my mind. And then Lamar is at three. I just, I, I just don't have. I have a question Lamar. for both you guys. Who was the best player in the AFC last year? Number one, oh, Herbert quarterback. Quarter, wait, player. Who was, the who was the most valuable player in the AFC last year? Oh, that uh, I'll give you I'll give you a hint. He's in this conversation. It's not Justin Herbert. It's Josh Allen. Josh Allen yeah. was the best player in the AFC last year. And I honestly think if it was up to me, I would have given him the MVP award. I would have given it to him. They went 13 and three. The Bills, they had new pieces everywhere. He bursts onto the scene. Yeah, he does things a little bit unorthodox, but he is perfect for today's NFL, Josh Allen, because mm -hmm. he can run, he can he can launch it. He's got decent enough touch. He's so not so necessarily the most. Yeah, but Herbert doesn't have the playmaking skills that Josh Allen does. He doesn't. Mm -hmm. He's on. Uh, I want to see Herbert in, in, in a big spot. I mean, if you're going to bring a blitz against Josh Allen on a third and long, he's going to avoid pressure and and maybe find yeah. someone downfield. Is Herbert Unless able to the do playoffs that? and he's going to run twenty yards into the backfield and then fumble it? Like, I, uh, no, he, young Allen, young quarterback very mistakes he makes, but Allen and, and he was impressive in clutch moments too, for sure. Allen, Allen shot, like surprised me last year because I didn't think he had those those like like you said those little moments where you have to tune in a little bit more and you know get more out of somebody or or make a play because somebody ran the wrong route. Allen was able to extend plays. He was able to put the ball on like a Cole Beasley. You know, he stepped up and obviously Diggs just brought a ton of confidence to Allen and, and the staff did a great job. But no, Allen to me, I, I'll definitely admit, like, I didn't love Allen coming in at all to, to the league. And I thought he was going to struggle because he was horribly inaccurate and he was, you know, throwing some like worm digger balls. It was crazy, but he really did improve. But to me, I think Herbert is a cleaner, like to what Bree said, the footwork, the the release, um, the pocket presence. I think he's got a little more pocket presence than Allen because Allen does look to move a little bit first, uh, you know. But he does set his yeah. feet and he and he's clean. He's cleaned up a lot. But I think Herbert is just like Herbert reminds me of a better version of Ben, like a more like athletic version of Ben. I think you can make a career in the NFL by extending plays. Look at Russell Wilson. He's made a career out of being able to extend plays and finding receivers downfield. I think Josh Allen has things that Russell Wilson doesn't have: size, size. Uh, his arm too is is bigger. You know, he has a he throws a deeper ball than than Russ. And you're taking his ability to extend plays. This guy's a freak, Josh Allen. I'm just saying. I don't think we've ever seen a quarterback like him before, have we? A guy his height. With his he's like a arm and is able to move. Than, than Cam. You he want to talk like about Ben Roethlisberger two point? Yeah, he he he's literally uh, he he he's like he's like a better version of Cam. Yeah. Honestly, I mean it's 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 really impressive, and the league now. I mean, you're seeing some 
quarterbacks coming in now to the NFL that are just freaks. I mean, we're going to see what happens with Trey Lance, but there's a bunch of guys coming in now that are of this kind of Allen mold. And you're going to start seeing more and more quarterbacks that are able to just run and uh, launch the ball downfield. And they have that size. Um, I mean, not to go on a tangent, but I don't remember, let's say 10 years ago, there wasn't one quarterback like this. Literally, did we have any remini- uh, any um, any uh, type yeah, of quarterback guys. like Mahomes or, no. or 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 Allen? I mean, we didn't we had none of those guys when we ten years ago or fifteen years ago. So the league is like really changing right now. It's mm-hmm. it's it's wild. I yeah, want one more thing before we before we too. move on from it. My thing with Josh Allen, aside from the fact that I really just don't think he's as good as last year last year's play, I just I don't. It's because um, you've seen the bad from him. You haven't right. seen the bad from Herbert yet. Right. That's why. Bri, but, I'm sorry, but Josh Allen's he's going to be your daddy in the AFC East. Oh, get the, the hell and, out For the here. foreseeable future. He did Duke. I'm going to get you. By the way, another nice shirt you're wearing on the show. I'll give you props. You always rock cool shirts. That's sort of Juventus. Yeah. Um, you never say nice things about but, me, Frank. Yeah. My, my one but, thing with Josh Allen is I – He's going into what his fourth year now. Mm-hmm. I I need people to stop giving him the young quarterback excuse. Like you've got you had three full years in the league now. The mistakes in the playoffs, the mental lapses in the playoffs, that can't be. He, you can't give him the benefit of the doubt anymore. Saying, oh well, he's a young quarterback. Like as as he progresses, he'll grow through that. Like that was his third year. But he, he did win two playoff games. Yeah. Okay. Cool. How many Super Bowls did Tom Brady win in his three years? Well, I mean, he was kind of carried in the first run, but you know what? The, see, Nick, so. these Patriots fans—they're the biggest. Oh, haters they hate of the everybody. Bills. Yeah, they hate. No, everybody. they hate the Bills. They don't—they don't care well, about. They're scared the of the Bills. Right oh, why the hell am I going to like the Bills? Why the hell do I like you guys? I mean, <laughs> you better. I'm telling you, the Bills. The U Stadium motto is "bust, bust their ass." The Bills are gonna bust your asses this year in the AFC okay. East, the Patriots, and I'm gonna love every second of it. And after you guys lose to them twice, I'm gonna text Wait. you free with the Josh <laughs> Allen GIF. I'm gonna do is it. Is that this before or after the Patriots beat you guys twice? Just asking for a friend. Before. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. If Cam's right. will split. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's working out with a quarterback coach, so we'll see if that does him any good. <laughs> Who the hell knows? <laughs> um, we decided to play a fun game today. We made up a spinny wheel of hell, essentially, because it's all of the worst teams in the league <laughs> are, are on that wheel. And we need to spin it. And whatever it lands on, we need to decide uh, why they're not going to suck this year, essentially. So if we could pull that up, Splash. Did we just um, lose Splash? I think he left. I think, I think Splash just got canceled by StreamYard. Oh, shit. Well, but yeah, the, the, the game, but we're doing a wheel and it's from last to first. And honestly, I think there's going to be a lot of teams this year that are going to surprisingly um, achieve, uh, you know, be able to overachieve in many ways and potentially go to first place. I do. I think w- with the way the off seasons are now with an extra game on the schedule Things are changing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So whereas preparation is different with COVID, you're going to see some teams that maybe aren't as prepared or are prepared and are able to get, you know, have a fluky season here and there. So um, Splash is back. This is going right. to be fun. Splashy with us. Woo! There's the wheel. Why are the, Jets, why are the Jets on there? Because the Jets so They were in the last right? place. <laughs> Bree, you better watch your mouth, all right? Jeez. All right, let's put Bree on the spot. We've got a lot of once. Jets. we got a lot of Jeff fans over here. I know. Let's put Bree right. on the spot for once. Yeah, we I'll always go first. Go first. Splash, go first. spin the wheel for Bree, and she's got to – she has to make – and ju- you're going to judge this, Splash, who makes the best – not that you agree with the team, but who makes the best argument. Let's go that. I haven't so whoever done this lands on. on these, so this should be fun. <laughs> whoever this lands on, Bree, please be the Jets. Oh, all right. Good job, all right. All right well, uh, first argument. of all, Why? they have Tim Tebow at tight end, so <laughs> obviously, <laughs> loser that guy is. No, but I, uh, the I think of a loser. Oh, please. I think the Jaguars. I does it have to be worst to first in the division? 
in the division. That's kind of an easy one. The division is not very good. I the Titans are going to win that division. They lost their offensive coordinator. They lost their two yeah. starting corners. They lost their tight end. I don't know. Anyway, um, gosh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. There you All go. Right. That's a good start. Go. <laughs> First overall pick, Sunshine. Um, I think Urban Meyer. I don't like Urban Meyer. I never have. I do think he's a decent coach. Um, probably, I would say, better suited for college than the NFL. But I do think having a rookie quarterback might help him in that regard. Um, and I like. I don't like the fact that they took Travis Etienne in the first round, but I do like the fact that they are both Clemson players. Um, they know yeah. each other's each other's movements, each other's gameplay. Um, and if Etienne needs to be used in the passing game, I think that's going to help out both him and Trevor Lawrence. Um, oh shit, what else? DJ Shark. DJ Shark. Etienne's going to be Etienne's going to be really good. Things. By the way, he's a good player, man. He's really good. He's been good for a while. They get Josh. They get the other Josh Allen back healthy this year. What uh, other receiver went to the and splash his boy Lavisca Chanel, Marvin Jones, Chanel. Marvin Jones Jr. Lavisca. Mike, Chanel we might need was... you to come on. Mike sixteen twenty five. The resident Jaguar fan might need to come and save <laughs> Bree here. I think. I'm just like <laughs> um, Lavisca Chanel was my uh, backup flex receiver uh, for fantasy last year, and he one. helped me out a few times. So okay, he gets my vote. Um, I, I think it's a, this is a hard one. This is a really tough task. To Dude, this go. is why this is fun First though, because you can't prepare here. Like if you're, you're all just, right, the arguments, oh, the argument, the closing yeah, arguments splash, over splash the, came uh, the, the, yeah, the, buzzer. the defendant has been found guilty, Bray. You're done. Yeah. No, that was, that was bad. a terrible argument for the Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if there's any Jags fans out there, trust me, I tried. <laughs> I Mike, tried. That's a tough one. <sighs> Mike, give us you know, a, a two-sentence comment on why they're going last to first, and then we'll spin the wheel. Frank, you want it or me? Yeah, let me go. Good. I'm feeling All lucky. All right, Splash, spin it, baby. I'm feeling lucky. Who do you want here, it, Frank? I, you know who I want? I give would rather freaking, have the give me the, give me the 49ers, easiest argument in the world. Oh, yeah. Do not yeah, give me, true. Do not give me the Bengals. Lucky shit. I am oh. a lucky mofo. We should have taken I am off. just I, I you know I, I've been doing well. I this put money so on the easy. Knicks last night. I won. You uh, know what's gonna happen? The Niners aren't no chance they finish in first. Potentially, but they will, Nick, because I have Tough to make division. the argument. All right, what do you got? All right. <laughs> no, I think the Niners, honestly, at out of teams in that division, I think the that the Cardinals are gonna take uh, a step back. I don't I think the Cardinals are a bit overrated. Um, the Seahawks, I think, are getting at the end of their sort of, you know, uh, Super Bowl run prowess, and I think they're getting all tired in that in that locker room. Um, the Rams are the one team in that division, but I think there's a lot of unknowns with Stafford and how that system's going to run. The Niners, their running game is always elite. They have Debo's going to be healthy, hopefully, for the year. Brandon Ayuk is amazing, I think, as well. Kittle will be healthy. I mean, last year they were savaged by injury. So um, this COVID, year they oh can come God. out. Yeah. I actually think they should play Garoppolo also this year. I think if Jimmy plays, he wins games, Jimmy, at the end of the day. I mean, there's you can uh, bash the guy as much as you want, but his record speaks for itself. He does win a lot more than he loses. He has one of the best win-loss percentages out of starters in the NFL. So I think if you play Jimmy and you run the ball the way they like to run the ball, I, I could easily see them winning that division again. So um, Shanahan, that style, he he knows what he's doing. Last year it was it was just injury riddled, and 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 I think the the Niners they have some flair about them. I think, and and this is going to be their year. I think where they could easily go go from last to first. Probably the easiest argument anybody could have made. Yeah, so. yeah, you got it. You got it made there. Right? <sighs> All right, Splash. Uh, Don't give me the Jets, please. You're We're definitely getting no, Nick. You're gonna get the Lions. I'm calling it. Bree, who do you think he's gonna I get? I don't think I can make an argument for the Lions. Uh, he's gonna get the Bears. The Bears even on there? No. Oh, oh all right. Spin it again. Jaguars. No, spin it again. Yeah, Mike just again. made the argument. Offensive strong on paper with additions and free agents and players. There you go, getting Mike. Healthy. Mike, that was Mike's spin. <clears throat> That's a resident Jaguar fan. That's his reasoning. 
I still think it's a little. I still think it was a little weak. But hey, they're they're building. What did, get the did I get the Lions? No, no. you get the Falcons. Oh man! Oh. All right, all right. Oh. I could do this. All right. They're gonna keep Julio. That's that's the, that's the defacto here. So you draft Kyle Pitts, who is an absolute freak, who's going to be just a mismatch all over the place, and you have Julio on one side, Calvin Ridley on the other. I wish they would have upgraded the running game a little bit. I don't think Mike Davis is kind of a guy who's who you're going to give him like 25 carries a game, but I think he will help because their running game was pretty terrible last year. Um, Arthur Smith is an interesting coach. If he follows the trend of the Gase replacement, he might go in there year one and really kind of rejuvenate the Falcons. Um, what about on their defense? Their defense isn't too too exciting, and they didn't add too many pieces. They they kind of actually lost a few in Keanu Neal. Harmon. And they, they have, have one of the Harden. hardest divisions in football. But, <laughs> they are in a hard division. Um, <laughs> the Saints I think the bucks. Saints are taking a step back. I think Not the Panthers aren't very good yet, and they have Darnold. Um, and the Bucks, it's tough with, with Brady, but they didn't win the division last year. We all forget that. Like The Falcons were in almost every game and had the lead in almost every game. And if you put Matt Ryan in a better offensive system – you know, don't have to don't have to have him play like Superman at the end of these games. Let them be more of a you know control the clock, not this like air it out offense where they're throwing it all over the turf and indoors. I think if they're able to run it a little bit more, control the game. Arthur Smith, obviously, you saw what he did with Tannehill and Derrick Henry in, in Tennessee. If you bring a little bit of that offense here with these weapons that they have in Atlanta, obviously that is if they keep Julio Jones. Even if they don't, Ridley and and Pitts are two great pass catchers, so, so that's going to help. And I think they're going to be able to outscore a lot of teams that they play. I'm just worried about them in, in any kind of uh, you know close game where they're going to have to play tight defense and, and beat a team like 20 to 17. I don't think they're they're built for that yet. I do like their new GM, Terry Fontenot. I think he's going to kind of put a, a better team in place um, going forward. But I don't think it'll be this year. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if they add any uh, safety, maybe Malik Hooker and free agency. They definitely need somebody in, in the back end. But I don't they think still have Matt Ryan. I know. That's the thing. You have Matt Ryan. You know, Pitts, Matt Ryan Ridley. wins games. So. Yeah, and they were in every game last year. Yeah. All right. Yes. Oh, I mean, my. Did I, I win on the argument won. or do you win or do I win? Splash, you can come in for this. Do I win on the argument or do I win on the you agree with the team? Splash said if I said LaVisca Chanel, I win. So. <laughs> See, you should have done it. Oh I, I said it. I said it. He was on my fantasy team last year. That's that yeah. count for something. But you got to know Splash loves Chanel. I think he has his jersey. You should have really kind of really, in on that. Wow. I guess Splash maybe – he doesn't have his pants on. He doesn't want to come into the chat. But anyway, that's like that's like me having a General <coughs> Shesky jersey. It's like random. <laughs> a little bit. For a little bit. All right. So fun. we kind of unprepared. You can't really kind of prepare for what the wheels got to offer. Yeah. God, that sucked. I wish I got the Broncos. That would have been fun. All right. Um, do you guys want to do around the sports world updates, or do you want to do questions first? Let's hit up some questions. If you guys are in the chat post your okay. questions we'll get to them we, we have a few so we'll just answer yeah. a few questions so and then javier's javier's is a good one because we <clears> saw <throat> two i guess instances of this last night where fans are just out of pocket disrespectful for no reason um so last night russell westbrook walking off the court uh with a ankle injury i think it was and a philadelphia 76ers fan decided to dump his thing of popcorn on russ and if Russ did get held back, he probably would have gone up there and beat this kid's ass. Doesn't this happen um, to Russ a lot? Like, a hasn't lot. that happened multiple times? Like people doing yeah. shit sidelines. What, what yeah. are they like? Are these kids or like grown like grown uh, dudes? He, this kid. Well, this guy looked like he was around my age, so mid twenties ish. Ratted him out. Like I that. saw that they like pointed like it was yeah. They're like, no, I'm not him. gonna lie. I kind of like that he did it. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus. Like, where do these um, kids get the balls no, to do Russell this? We like Russell Westbrook needs to relax, though. Like, what? It, uh, I understand these fans are crazy, and at the Knicks game, some fans spit, like, by Trey Young. On him. Honestly, it's – it's you're in an arena. It's packed. People are drinking. Yeah, you should not be throwing stuff. Ban them. 
I don't know why it's always taken to like another level though, where it's like, like what Derek Rose said the other day about um, fans saying like, you know, F you Trey young chance in, at the garden. This happens. It's like, what, what's, yeah. I, I don't know. I know it's a little bit too far, but I just think too many people make big deals out of this. Russ gets popcorn thrown on him. I understand that sucks, but dude, you're a multimillionaire athlete. You're going to go in the stands maybe, or you want to like, it's just bad for your image as a player. Like I, I understand there's a line and these fans are crossing it, but like you can't go into this. You can't have any interactions with fans in, in, in the stands. You just cannot. If they do something. Um, you have to report it. Brie, yeah, what's like, he going to well, do? Go in is, the stands and do what happened with Malice in the palace again? Yeah, get, That's honestly, fine. Honestly, these people, these fans that like their balls get so big to the point where they think that they can do this and like nothing's going to happen to them. Like what, what the hell did you think you, was going to happen? You weren't going to get kicked out. You weren't going to get your season tickets revoked. Like, first of all, these, these athletes can kick your ass without question. Mm -hmm. Why are you going to put yourself in a position to do something? One disrespectful. You're paying all this money to watch this person play a sport. You're essentially contributing to their salary. You are the fan. Why are you going to be disrespectful? They don't have to be out there doing this for you. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's that on top of the fact where we just went 14 months without being able to go to live sporting events. That's how you're going to act when you come back. You're going to act like a five-year-old child. Like, give me a freaking break. Yeah, I think it has less, like, Frank, what you said about with the with the FU Trey Young and Trey Young is balding, like, that stuff's fun. It's like, yeah, it's like maybe a little too far with cursing. Like, I don't give a shit. As you know, I just cursed on here. But, like, that's fun. Young was buying into it. He was vibing off it. It, it drove him to play better. But with the Westbrook thing, like, yeah, maybe his, like, attitude and the way he, he like, the demeanor after the game was like, all right, relax, Russ. But in the, in the moment, it's like, where do these kids get off, like, thinking they can throw shit at these players like they're, like, circus animals? Like, you, exactly. th these dudes, like like you said, Bree, like, you wouldn't do this if you saw them out in the street. Like, I, I, I don't get, like, why you think you can throw shit at somebody playing a sport. Like, it would it would never run through my mind. Like, even if I was drunk at a game, it would never run through my mind to throw shit at, like, a player I agree playing with that. basketball. But you what's know, so the it's culpability like, what, what's, factor? What's do you kids? blame Russ? Do you is Russ wrong at all in how he reacted to the situation? You I can't think he's like seen that. it happen a lot. At this like, point, no, people are making. He's been so you he's give been Russ the target of this. So, so you're you agree I, with the way Russ like like was trying to go into the stands? Like you're totally okay with it, Frank? If enough people walked up to you and you poked you right square in the forehead, wouldn't there be a breaking point and you get pissed off and you turn around and punch him in the face? That's the same thing. I know, but you got to be a little bit careful with your image as Russ, as a pro player yeah. that's worth millions of dollars. You can't, you have to have some decorum on the court. I know, and listen, this is coming from me. I've I've done stupid stuff before. <laughs> I've got into issues with people. I've said things, done things that I've maybe regretted after the fact that was an emotional response. But I just think you need to just like chill. You need to just take a step back. They're throwing stuff. You're in a packed arena. There's tens of thousands of people in there drinking, going nuts. I don't know. I sometimes I think these guys don't want to be out there. I really, I honestly don't think so. I think some of these NBA players they don't want to be playing. They're they they think like like Nick was saying. There's like they're part of this circus or something that like and and they they almost feel like they're being like disrespected, which I get. But dude, like you're a basketball player. You're going to have to deal with stuff. You're going to have to deal with media questions. You're going to have to go there after you lose and answer media. You're going to have to deal with crap. I'm just saying you cannot react like that. I understand him being mad and, and saying something after the game about it. And the, and the NBA does a great job with identifying the fan, banning them. But you're, you're just opening up Pandora's box if you're not telling Russ you cannot act like – the NBA should say to Russ – I think you can't act like that because if enough players see that, someone's going to go into the stands like Steven Jackson did and, or Ron Artest, and you're going to get malice in the palace again. Maybe what's some, that, maybe what's maybe that phrase, though? For doing it. F around and find yeah. out. Like, you want to you wanna do yeah. some stupid shit? Fuck around and I don't find think out. Russ, I don't think Russ is tough anyway. I think he was kind of just – he knew he was going to get held back. Maybe he just wanted to see who threw it just to be able to, like – you know, tell him to fuck off or something. I don't think he was going to actually go and fight the guy, but maybe a kid like him, a 23 year old kid, 
thinks he can come to the, to the stadium and throw popcorn. Maybe he needs to get his ass kicked, to be honest with you. Like, Absolutely. I wouldn't be too disappointed to see that. I think what happened, you know, obviously you're throwing, you know, popcorn at a player walking out hurt. You know, the, the, the circumstances are worse. But I think spitting at Trey Young is, is way worse oh, than throwing man. popcorn at a fan. Like, that's like the, the weakest and like most like messed up thing you could do is spit at somebody. It's like, it's yep. extremely like offensive. That is, that like, I, yeah. vile. Like, how are you going to especially, spit? You're, you're especially two rows during, back spitting over somebody else to spit onto a guy because, because he hit a shot a to beat your team and told you to shut up. It's like, it's like, what is wrong with these people? Like, yeah, he, Trey Young should have probably turned around and knocked the dude out. Like, I would have probably liked to see that. I'm sitting right there. That, you guys are cr- This is, this is insane to me. You guys are nuts. Yeah, and it does matter. You're a millionaire. Yeah, it, it, it does matter. You're a millionaire. You're not going to punch someone in the face because what happens is your million-dollar checks when you hit somebody, ask Steven Jackson what happened with his checks after Malice in the Palace. You're, you're at a different level, guys. Like you're the CEO. You're, you're top line. You're top notch. You're doing endorsement deals with the best brands in the world. You're an international icon. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but nobody's you're, spitting you're, on Mark Zuckerberg because they it, don't like a like button on the fucking Facebook. These guys it, are getting spit on and thrown shit. You don't know what someone's going to throw at what West, West, uh, Russell Westbrook the next time. It could be a fucking know, phone and knock him out. Do we know if this kid that spit on Trey Young was vaccinated? Like at this point, we're coming out. We're trying to come out of a pandemic in a safe way. Do we know if this – he looked like the biggest grease ball to crawl out of New York. Sorry, guys. I know you're New Yorkers. Remember you told me. Remember you said that about me one time. Did I? By the way, shout outs to everyone in the chat. You guys are crushing it. We got Lamar, MF. You're killing it, dude. I think you're on Periscope. Craig Lloyd's in the chat. We have a uh, Cole NYI27. Javi's in the chat. Mike's in the chat. We have Sh- Shed Sports. Noah's in there. Um, shout outs to all you guys. You guys are crushing it. Listen, disagree with me. That's fine. And maybe I get I'm what not, you're saying, Frank. Like, I'm just like, saying he's, to, he's this, to be held yeah. to a higher standard. Like Russell Westbrook. You have to, be held to, to, don't you? But I think with him, it's like, and I'm not even an NBA fan. I didn't see it live. Like, but I remember seeing, like, I feel like this is like the fourth time this has happened to Russ. Like, someone has thrown shit at him, right? Like, am I wrong? Like, but this Russ, happens all the the time. shit he's dealt with in Utah would be enough yeah. for me if, That's any, what it was, if anybody threw talking. anything at me to be enough to try to go up in the stands and smack their mouth. Yeah, and he wasn't going to fight nobody. He just he no, wanted to look I mean, like he was tough, not. you know, so. Obviously not, but I, like I said, at this point. These, I wouldn't mind to see a punk people, ass kid get knocked out. That's just if my you, If your balls are that big to the point where you think it's okay to, to throw stuff at an athlete, to spit on an athlete, it, it's a game. Please remember, it's a game. Yeah. First of all, it's, this isn't life or death. It's a game. If anybody ever did that to this to either of these guys on the street, you're telling me they wouldn't try to fight them? Like, come on, use just use your heads for me one time, or else they're gonna go back to not letting us in the buildings, and then what? Yeah, I, I think I get more mad at it, Frank, because I I deal with you know as somebody who you know we we run the U Stadium app and you know run a business and a brand, and there's a lot of times where I feel like I could go off on somebody who said something about me or an opinion or or the brand and. I kind of have to hold my tongue a bit. So seeing somebody actually, you know, snap back at like a wise ass kid, I think I'm all for it. So I think that's probably why I kind of lean on Westbrook here. And I'm sure you feel the same way there. Yeah. That, um, yeah that's I, my, that's my new motto. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> nice. Oh, should make a t-shirt. Damn. Yeah, no, we really like that shit that I'll wear it for every show. Fuck around and find out. Like you want to act out of pocket, I'll act out of pocket right back. That's it's what ridiculous. pop smoke used to say too. Yeah. Um, yeah RIP. Yeah, I was listening to him last night. I actually like Pop Smoke. Just to end this conversation, it's not a coincidence it's happening to Russell Westbrook. The guy (laughs) is a little bit woo-woo, a little crazy, a little bit on like he's on tilt all the time. I mean, come on. It's not like a crazy analysis there. He's always – look at – I love Russell Westbrook. Most underrated maybe player in basketball. Maybe one of the most underrated players I think maybe in history. I do, but it's not a coincidence it happens to him. The guy is on like – 17 cups of coffee freaking flying he people piss him off he's had issues with the media it's he's not wrong i'm not saying he's not wrong but he's not right okay that's fair uh-huh. hey, I we got, uh, 
we got a whole nother uh, <laughs> like 24 to 48 hours. Yeah, we're trying out gangs of, on our podcast. It's not no, good. No, you can't be doing that. Got to get Kwame <laughs> Brown on here soon. Dude, we got another 24 to 48 hours. Guest I want this. <laughs> oh, man, that would be a disaster. Um, what happened with, Kyrie to Irving, with Kyrie Irving returning to Boston tomorrow night, and we all saw his comments. I'm not going to get into it because like, another guy who doesn't want to play. He's really just not worth <laughs> my time anymore. Like I'm so sick of this guy. And it's that's an easy mouth. sweep. Um, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I, I went into it knowing that they were going to get rocked. Yeah. It's fine. The season's been over for about three weeks now. Put one half, a good half of basketball together. And I yes. was, I, I don't even remember it. That's <laughs> how my Saturday night went. I don't even Can remember Can you update, it. is the first round of hockey over, like the whole thing? Um, for some teams, because it was, sta- like, start times were staggered because of yeah, COVID, yeah. and some seasons oh, ended okay. before. Um, the Bruins' second round starts on Saturday night against the New York Islanders. I will be Ooh. there Saturday night, TD Garden, 8 p.m. I'm so excited. Wait, the Islanders, um, the Islanders won? They're, yeah, they're yeah they won Bruins. last night. Oh, yep. sick. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yep. so uh, restrictions in oh, Massachusetts. Oh, we're taking the Bruins out back, baby. Oh, Let's go. Yeah. New York, Boston, in Massachusetts lift on Saturday, so it's going to be a full house for the first time in over very a year, nice. and it's, it's going to cool. be awesome. I'm it feels very like excited. sports are back, like just watching yeah. – the garden and watching, you know, some of the baseball games. It's just, and then the NFL, like announcing training camps will be open and the hundred percent at MetLife and all these other stadiums, you know, it just feels like that weird year of last year, which I couldn't really get into any of these sports. And, you know, now it just feels like, you know, we're kind of back. So that's great. Yep. So uh, we've got a lot of, we got a few games tonight. We got, um, let's see, we have, Toronto and Montreal. Toronto's looking to win that series tonight. We got a game seven tomorrow <clears throat> night between Vegas and Minnesota, which should be a really good one. Um, yeah. Damn. And it, you, it's say Mon- you say in Montreal makes me miss that city. It's one of my <laughs> it's one of my favorite cities in the world. Montreal's an amazing city. Frank, right? City's no, great. they're not. They're not. Crazy. I no, might Canada, go, though. Canada's <laughs> rough. Yeah. yeah. Nick and I are recently vaccinated. We got the AstraZeneca yep. vaccine. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, if, you, if anyone needs any of those, by the way, just... got to connect. Yeah, I got to connect for it. So, uh, <laughs> why didn't AstraZeneca, by the way, I don't, why didn't anyone get it here? It's only... I don't think it's available they, here. Had, they had some... Uh, I believe they had a few like issues pop up in the clinical trials here. Yeah, I don't think Fauci it was approved. Money so they just this, allowed so. it in like England or something, but It not was here. approved okay. overseas because my cousin got it and he lives in England and he that's the one he got. Um, I'm not sure about here. I think that's what it was, but Fauci I don't know. I got money. Pfizer and I'm all set. So. <laughs> so, all right, do we have time for oh, bring one that more? up? Yeah, bring up Javier's. I, I have to. We have to show this. This is like and splash. I don't know if you have shit. the video. This with the Cubs and the Pirates today with Javi Baez. Um, Javier Rodriguez just asked the thoughts on the Pirates botch earlier today. It was honestly, Frank. I don't know. I think you might have saw because we. Were, we we talked about a quick splash. If you're there, do you have that? I thought it was the Mets. Up? That stuff only happens to the Mets. Yeah, so honestly, I'm surprised they, they were. The Mets are like a minor league roster, but they swept yeah. the doubleheader today and they're three games up. All right. Baez hits it on the ground to third. Gonzalez. Two outs here. This dude at first base needs to just step on the bag and it's over. <laughs> the inning. Baez is running down to get this guy to score. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Baez. You've got to be kidding Baez me. That's wild. Look, he ends up you second. have got to be kidding me. Javi Baez. Keep wow, going. Wow. Go. Go. Think you're invisible. <laughs> Bro, I have never seen. So there's two outs there. Runner on second, two outs. Ground ball. The first baseman catches it like five feet in front of the bag. All he has to do, the runner on second, if he scores before for whatever reason, touches home before, he touches first. It doesn't matter. It's there's two outs. All this dude has to do is step on first. For whatever reason, he like brain lapsed and he starts chasing Baez down. And Baez not only goes and and the runner from second, I think it was Contreras, the, the catcher, scores, slides in. Baez has enough time to signal safe. He's standing there <laughs> saying safe. Gets up, gets to first base, and ends up on second base and a run score. Like, that type of play is the reason why baseball and ba- basketball and other sports, they need to like cut two or three teams out, like get Relegate rid of these franchises them. and like put their players on other teams, just kind of do like a, a fantasy draft or something. Like there's too many bad teams in these sports and the pirates, like they shouldn't be allowed to play there. Like that is wouldn't happen in little league. 
Like if the second baseman came and tackled the first baseman and stole the ball from him and ran to touch first, he would have gotten Baez out in time. So like that was – you could see it again if you guys didn't see it or for whatever reason you want to see it again. Go to the, the U Stadium MLB Instagram. Like that is the craziest play I've ever seen. I think the best part is Anthony Rizzo in the Cubs dugout just there's like still laughing at yeah, that was that's awesome. like so disrespectful it's so it, right but uh, that's that's the best part is bias bro he is standing Call there him calling him safe and the, and the and the catcher doesn't think to go and tag him or like nothing kicked in in any of these I guys i think the first baseman maybe thought he was playing like third or something like he just had no, a he brain probably just match, got thrown maybe. off not knowing it was like a force or something or knowing there was two outs i, I don't know yeah it's Weird as heck. Like, I've never seen a play like that before. First? It, it, it's always it a force crazy. out at first, though. Like, I don't understand why that wasn't his first instinct, was to just step know. on the bag. It's just a team who knows they're out of it or, like, they're not competing this year, and they're just out there just kind of going through the motions. And the first baseman just, like, didn't know what the situation was, saw Baez trying to get in a rundown, so he probably figured, like, hey, there's one out. This guy's trying to score, trying to get his guy in from third, and just completely had a brain lapse. That's so funny. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, anyway, we t- we we touched on a lot today. This is probably one of our more productive shows since we've started. Yeah, yeah. Feels we, have, we haven't had a, we haven't had a show in uh, in in freaking it feels like a month now. Um, the Knicks, it's over, bro. It's our series. <laughs> oh, there we it's go. Done. The Knicks. If you are in New York City. Make sure you're watching the games outside of MSG in that area, that general area. Go New York, go New York, go. We're doing it. This is our year. We're gonna beat, <laughs> year, that. Year We're gonna to beat the Hawks. All. We're winning in five, by the way. Knicks in five. <laughs> that was trending all last night. Knicks in five. Reggie nice, Bullock's nice. back. My guy, Todd Gibson, the most underrated player, player on the team. The Knicks, baby. It's all about the Knicks right now. About damn time we got some life at the garden. It's actually really nice to see the city right now opening back up and people are out and, and celebrating. It's like people were stuck in cages literally for the last year. So it's nice to see people getting out of their studios. And you have to understand something. COVID in New York is different than COVID in other places. People live in boxes. Like this office is bigger than some studios in the city. This little this office. So when people in New York were under COVID situations, it was more intense because you're stuck in a little room and you're paying a lot of money. You could imagine the stress factor there. So now people are just going buck wild. It's, it's, it's yeah. pretty crazy. That's how it's going to be in Boston this weekend. I am excited. I got Bruins Saturday night, TD Garden, full house, and then Red Sox Sunday afternoon, full house. I am, I'm about to have myself a weekend. I Thanks for the invite, Bray. You see, Nick, she yeah. doesn't invite us to anything. Right. God forbid you ask me. In the, yeah, yeah. No way. Sorry, Remember we went up to Boston, Frank, that, that weekend a couple years ago? <laughs> oh, Don't oh, bring man. it. Don't. Let's not talk about that weekend. I don't, I don't Basically, know. I had no idea where the hotel was. I was <laughs> hopping in and out of different cabs. But you, you made it home. Yeah, like I was hopping in and out of subways. I didn't know where I was going. Oh man! Oh, I know that, if you don't know, driver, if you don't know the T, and you're doing that, you're screwed. Yeah, and you that cab driver up in took me for a ride, literally. Man. Well, not literally. That's kind of weird, but he took my credit card for a ride. All right. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they do that here. If you don't, if you're not a local, you don't know where you're going. They will take you the longest route possible and rack that up. Yeah, it's a yes. garbage city. That's how they do it. But, hey, by the way, just a, a tip for people traveling in probably most cities, take cabs now. They're cheaper than Ubers. I don't yeah, know what Ubers the hell is going are, on. Ubers are ridiculous. You, you, you take an Uber 20 blocks in the city, it's $40. Like, I, what? Take a, the, a cab's like 12, 14 bucks, literally the same distance. I don't know what the hell is going on with Uber and Lyft right now, but do yourselves a favor out there. Take a damn cab now. They're a lot cheaper than Uber and Lyfts. Also, they don't want to bring pools back. So Uber we pool is Biden, nice. We need more Biden bucks to afford the gas up here, too. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, gas is fucking Man, it was, that's I, why. I drive a little Nick, Honda, and it took $30 to fill up my tank the other day. It's like, it's like I'm back driving wild. my Jeep. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get down a rabbit hole of that stupidity, uh, we're going to you know get out of here. So 
I so think we, we need a dark web episode, Frank. We'll put like yeah, the anonymous we'll one. masks on. Yeah. And, like, muffle our voices. <laughs> well, one's in the chat if you guys will listen to that. No. <laughs> the dark web episode. I'm down gotta, for it. We got to get out of here. We all might right. start selling organs on Everyone the black market sure. before this is all said and done. Everyone make sure, by the way, uh, uh, if you have the app, turn on your push notifications. We're going to do some uh, some cool stuff next week. So if you have the Stadium app, just get your push notifications on. And uh, and yeah, we're uh, we're going to be rocking and rolling on on uh, on some contests soon, too. I've been speaking with Nick, so maybe we'll do another PS5 or something. But uh, make sure you have your push notifications on. And as always, make sure you guys like the stream, follow, all that good stuff. Um, and we will see you next week. Happy Memorial Day. Peace, y'all. That's it for this episode of Time Out with U Stadium. We'd love to connect with you and keep the conversation going. Find us on the U Stadium app, the best way to talk sports on mobile or online. Check us out at ustadium.com and on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a show.